Welcome to round 25 of No Cap with the boys. How are we legends? Ah, bingo today. Bingo. Straight off the bat. Took one go. (laughs) How long did you study that one for? Bro, I've been like working on that all day in my head. Uh, As always, this podcast sponsored by Body Envy Massage, Sydney's number one mobile massage service. On break, as he should be. Yeah. Remember when you said yesterday, oh, no, I'm free tonight. Remember that? I was free. Yeah, yeah. Good thing happened. How are you, boys? Yeah, not bad, mate. Obviously, a big, big week in the footy that just passed and another big one coming up. So, keen for this podcast, boys. Yep. And uh, welcome back, uh, Tony. Welcome back, brother. Cheers, boys. Uh, Good to be back just in time for the finals. Too bad your team's not here. Yeah. No, but we're on the way up and hopefully next year we'll see how we go. Um, but definitely positive signs ahead for Broncos. Really? Positive? Uh, he can't so. even get on a uh, pain house on the phone. Mate, he's locked up for the next three years. Don't worry about that. About He'll that, sign that. a 10-year contract. <laughs> Good one. Uh, we'll talk about all that, boys. Let's start off with the biggest story, boys. We all obviously know that the Latrell incident on the weekend took out his best mate, Joseph Manu. Sent shockwaves through the NRL, the severity of the, the hit, the fallout of the hit, the vision of Joseph Manu blowing his nose and then his eye socket popping out. It was crazy. Him walking up to him, not even angrily. It was just it was a crazy, crazy incident. I want to dissect it in two parts, yeah? Let's talk about the incident first and then we'll talk about the fallout with the refs. The incident itself, boys, was it malicious? What do you think? Yeah, look, I think it was malicious in the moment. I definitely think it was a brain snap gone extra wrong this time but i don't think he would have intentionally planned to hurt joey manu the way he did in saying that though i think it's still it was still worth the punishment he got yeah six weeks i reckon he, deserved, for the I reckon he deserved a little bit more why is that because joseph manu is going to be out for 12 weeks nursing this injury although the, the season ends in six weeks how much do you want to punish the black butt you know like this is his second or third incident this i get year. that yeah. I, I get that but I this mean, is his fourth incident in two years. Certain angles, when you look at the tackle itself, there's a bad angle where it takes his head off, 100%, but there's a front-on angle where he's covering and he just mistimed it. But he's going in hard because he knows he has to shut that down because he knows the try's coming. I find it's very hard to, to judge. What do, you, what do you think, Jacob? Well, we just know that that's how Latrell plays. Like, he's just a very tough player. He's got that reputation. Um, and there's only a like, handful of players within the game that have that sort of reputation. So when that happened, people are automatically going to think that, you know, he's done that on purpose and, and whatnot. Um, at the end of the day, like, I, I wouldn't imagine any footy player would go out to, you know, break someone's cheekbone or fracture their jaw or whatever it is. And especially not if they're good mates and they grew up together and all the rest of it. But it was more just in the moment. I feel like, you know, that six weeks is fair enough. Originally, I probably thought it'd only be three or four weeks, to be honest. So when I saw six, I was a bit surprised. But I still think that that's, you know, that's fair. And hopefully it doesn't change Latrell, but it sort of makes him sort of a player that has a bit more understanding on, on, on his actions and, you know, how to play the game a bit more in a sort of smart sense because... Now he's, you know, taken out his mate for the rest of the season, but he's also damaged his, his team's chances of winning a premiership because he's such a critical piece to that puzzle. And, you know, without him, I think Souths aren't the same, same sort of side. Like, they're still a good side, but they're not the same side that can probably compete with Melbourne or 
Penrith or even Manly. So I think yeah, he's done. A, he's you know hurt, obviously damaged his mate's career and uh, season, and he's damaged his team's season and premiership hopes. The thing with Latrell, like hearing all this shit that you know his wife's getting death threats and he's not dealing with it and coping with it. So, I mean, fuck man, like it, it was just a spur of the moment incident. Yeah, people would take it so fucking to heart. Like like you said, he didn't. I don't think he meant it. Yeah, in the moment, yeah. but. But for him to compromise his style, man, like he's he's also been accused of not, you know, trying hard enough, you know, and not not putting his body on the line for the boys, or not, you know, defending as well as he should be at fullback. He's lazy. All these bullshit criticism of him failing there. What's he supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think also he didn't do himself any justice by his uh, his actions after the incident. Um, yeah. Even the the way he retaliated at Manu, like no remorse, comes off. Scores it tries. I don't know if he deliberately went to throw the ball at the rooster's tail on the ground, but it kind of looked like that from the side shot. There was footage at the end with Jared Wairia Hargraves. He didn't really look remorseful for what he did. Obviously, that's going to influence a lot of people's opinions on that, and that's going to cloud their judgment on the actual incident itself. But I have no doubt in the world that he would have contacted Joey Mona surely over that weekend and apologized. I just, I just think he didn't make it public. They're mates. Like, it's yeah. Of course. The only people that I don't forgive on that field are the referees. We'll go to that in a sec, but yeah, Jacob. But like Tony was saying, he could have handled it better himself. So he didn't seem like he was sort of, not upset, but like felt sorry for for Manu for what had happened. He sort of just walked away. And usually like, you know, the refs called time off. You'd go over and make sure he's okay. And, you know, just put your hand up and say sorry. Like we've seen in the game where players will do a high tackle and, they put their hand up and say sorry or help the bloke up or something. Um, I'm not saying every player should do that, but, you know, if you're saying that he's your mate and he's this and that, you know, he should have probably done that. And by him not doing that automatically made people think that, you know, this was probably done on purpose in a way. I think the moment as well, sorry, uh, very badly timed, the actual moment, because the week before you had, I think it was Harry and Lyra smashed Jerome Hughes and then he publicly apologised. So he almost set the precedent for what hurting someone meant, you know, to mm. a footy player. Yeah. And then you had completely the opposite with Luttrell. I guess his emotions got caught up too much in the derby and let his emotions get the best of him. That's what I was going to say. You've got to admire that too. So. That's the thing. I was going to say, that's the thing about the Roosters and Rabbitohs. It's different, you know, like Canberra, Melbourne. Like there's no, there's no traditional rivalry or anything like that. I think Harry Weir and I was a bit worse, to be honest. Um, you reckon? I reckon it's a little bit worse. Like oh. I said, the angle of this one was a bit different. Like, there's one angle where he took his head off completely. He didn't give a shit. But there's another one where he kind of, like, just bracing. And he just mistimed it. But the whole, the whole thing about him coming over and say, like, you want to keep that bad blood between those That's two. Cool. Like, I can't wait for them to verse again. Unfortunately, there's going to be no Latrell, no Joseph Manu. But, yeah. you know, they'll probably, they could clash in the finals. We don't know yet. There's a possibility. Who's not looking forward to that as well? You know, the, the guy's okay. He got successful surgery. I guess if the fallout of his injury was worse than it is, but yeah, I don't know. I think, like for me, I'll be honest with you, I'm more, way more pissed off with the refs. The refs had no fucking clue yeah. what to do in that, in that moment. It's like it's the first time they've seen an incident like that. The on-field ref had no clue. Was it Klein? Um, Klein. Yeah. Henry, per- Henry Perinara up in there, up in the bunker, had no bloody clue. Your favourite ref, Tony. Um, so they're people that need to cop 
nine to twelve week suspension. Like, I mean, that incident just on face value, look at it. That's a send off. And first, yeah. they, they didn't even stop the incident first. That, it's like it, nothing happened. And then when they realised something happened, they kind of buckled and said, "Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a headshot." Yeah, it took Joey Manu for him to to get up and almost fight the trail for them to actually react to that incident. That's the thing. Um, yeah, I think the video refs just embarrassing at times compared to that on-field refs. Just the responsibility they have to watch slow-mo videos and not come up with a decision there is just not good enough. And he's been making a lot of bad calls lately, so I think he deserves that that time off this weekend, Paranara. Hopefully, he's um, he's not back for the finals, but who knows? It's just a simple, like it's not a simple incident, but it's just an, it's a head clash. It's a hit. You've seen it on the replay. Stop play. It's just very simple. Like I don't know why that buckled. Yeah. I don't... It's, I think the NRL has to blame in this situation too because they surely changed the rule around the high tackle. They didn't come out and say anything about it. So everyone's confused now as to what's a sim bin, what's a send-off, what's a regular penalty now. Like that, they didn't have the balls to come out and say, oh, we went a bit too extreme. Let's tone it down a bit. And the sim bins went down. So who knows? Yeah, um, I think... Like Henry Paranara, unfortunately, he I've never really rated him as a ref. And the sad thing about all of that is he's a former player. Like he understands the way the game is. He's played the game at the highest level. So he should be, you know, relating to the players as much as possible. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how they got that so wrong. Whereas, you know, a few months ago at Magic Round, that would have been a straight send off without hesitation and personally I thought it should have been more than 10 in the bin like he's come he, even though Roosters were never going to sort of win that game he came back and scored a try and celebrated and all the rest of it and what benefit did that give the Roosters they've just lost the player completely so yeah if you look at the game at the, at the time it happened it's 24-12 it was still in balance you know it's still within yeah. reach for the Roosters to not send him off like they'd obviously copped a disadvantage to not send Latrell off most dangerous player on the field there you know with Teddy that's a massive, like, yeah, like you said, he came back and destroyed him and carried on and loved it. Like, it made a big difference not sending him off because the game would have been different, I think, in the end. Yeah. Do you know what? Not sending him off and not reading the play straight away is what annoyed the fans. The fans got annoyed by these referees for not reading the play. We had a round this year, which was Magic Round back in Brisbane, where you had that week at least 15 to 18 players get either sent in the bin or sent off for similar tackles to what Latrell did. If not, they were a little bit lighter than what Latrell did. And, bro, they're trying to... The NRL's trying to reduce the concussion rules, reduce the, the hitting towards the head. Bro, like... And these refs didn't read the signs at all. Then you go to post-game and then... Well, Robbo just... I've never seen Trent Robinson in my life go off at the refs the way he did. Um, bro, the NRL should literally... Take away that forty thousand dollar fine. Well, the um, thing, well, the thing is, it's it's unlike Trent Robinson. Like, it's so intellectual. He's very eloquent in the way he puts his words. Man, he went off, like as 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 hard as he could. Like, it was crazy to see. And and again, do you blame him for those comments? Like, no, about, no, I don't blame him for those comments. But also, man, you can't just. I understand why he got fined because you can't just abuse refs every week. There's going to be no refs left. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we have a ref retire this week? Yeah, Matt Jekyll. When you look at these refs, right, the NR, it's the NRL's fault because the way, like, Matt Jekyll came out and said they're made to be like robots, you know, follow the book. They're not allowed to make mistakes. It's like just every, like, very robotic the way they have to view the game. 
instead of letting the game flow. They can't ref the game the way they see it. That's the whole thing. The refs don't deserve the abuse. I think the NRL deserve the abuse, to be honest. Well, I, th- I think the video refs deserve the abuse because, again, they got the time and the, the technology to make the correct decision and they still don't, even though it's so obvious there. On field, it's, it's a very tough... I just think, yeah, rugby league is a very tough sport to ref in general. There's so much subjective stuff, elements to it. But 100%, I, th- I think he was right against the video ref. And he's been coming all year the way the roosters have been mistreated by tackles and, and the ref's cause and things like that. You know, Matt Checkin came out and he pretty much said the game is way more technical now. He goes, on one hand, they want extreme accuracy from the refs, but they also don't want the refs to decide the game. Do you see the contradiction there that they have to deal with in the heat of the moment? It's, it's so messed up for them. I think if you're following a bunch of rules and laws and stuff like that, common sense goes out the window. You can't apply those rules to every single situation. Like we see with obstructions, like have a bit of common sense. There was no, there was no play impeded. Play on. Like I think by, by them listening to the rules and people around them, they're just the wrong call gets made consistently. If you realise when you watch a game and in normal time it's refereed to the rule book, but then when it goes to golden point, the referee puts the whistle in the pocket. Yeah, and it's like right. he's blind the whole time. Yeah, yeah with the offside and stuff, yeah. So, I mean, we're not dumb. We can see these things happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. they're, not, they're not brave enough to make that decision and they probably don't want the game to be decided so easily. That's probably what it is. But it's an instruction from the NRL. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like he said it. He said, we're told to referee extremely accurate, but we're also told don't decide the game unless it's blatant. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's so bullshit, yeah. man. That's the thing, like, I don't blame Robbo for his comments and his frustration, I get that. But also, like you're saying, it doesn't deserve the, the fine, Benny. You can't get away with abusing refs at the end of the day. The refs can't get away with abusing their job. But it's not the refs. The, the, like, I, I, just, I, gave, I gave you an account of what they're told to do. They can't do it. They have to follow what their boss tells them. Then the, these bosses need to tell the NRL coaches, look, this is what we're doing. Nah, man, nah, nah, nah. The NRL is doing it on purpose, bro, because they got all the cameras in the world. They got all this technology bullshit they want to exploit. They need to. A... That means you, that means you can't blame coaches like Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy for giving dry, straightforward answers of during course. their press conferences, so they don't get themselves into trouble. There's no point. There's no Trent, point. Trent there is Robinson no point abusing the refs. Trent Robinson could have gone in if he wasn't angry. He could have taken a deep breath gone in and just literally answered every question the press conference gave him and answered it in a dry tone where he wasn't going to get him to cop a $40,000 fine. Look, well, it's not about the money. The Roosters can easily pay that. <laughs> what, the other clubs can't? Or? Nah, the other clubs will go broke. <laughs> oh, they can't, yeah. My point is, referees are scapegoats and it's bullshit. That's the thing for me. They have to cop the blame for it at the end of the day, for the NRL. NRL want nothing to do with it. I think the video ref had some some to blame here, though. Don't you agree? No. Like, it was the wrong call. It was, it was an obvious call, and you got Vi- a call. Video refs, compl- yeah, that's something. That's, they're, they're, I don't know what they're looking at half the time, honestly. Like, they're, on a, they're in a different world, these guys. I, I think coaches need to learn, too. Like, when, when calls go their way, you won't hear them in the press conference praising or saying, we got lucky with those calls. It's only, no way. They'll, they'll say, oh, they never saw it. I need to look at it again or something like that. Just, no way. Throw it to the side. Nah, no way, bro. That's that's not how that's not how they're they're wired, bro. Like you only say anything about the refs when it goes against you. I don't know. Again, is it the refs really, or is it is it the directive from the NRL? Bit uh, of both, I guess. I, I'll guarantee you that this is going to be ref differently. The finals. Oh, I think it will be a lot more loose, like Origin. 
Yeah, very similar. They have the balls to to stand up and send someone off if there is a bad tackle. So no then again, it comes down to getting a flow of the game and knowing knowing what to blow and when to blow it. When Latrell was pulled up for the incident, I'm telling you what was going through that referee's head, uh, Ashley Klein was, and, and even, the, even the video ref was going through their mind, we can't send this guy off. He's one of our star players. If we send this guy off, the game's fucked. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, yeah, yeah. this shit goes through their mind. Oh, yeah, of course. Definitely plays a role in, again, having, having the, the courage to make a big call in such a big arena. So, yeah, it is what it is. Let's move on. Benny, you got something to say? Um, do you want me to say something? Yes. Um, an apology would be nice. Um, who do you want to direct my apology to so I know why I'm apologizing? I think you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Do you want to remind me of what I said? It's not what you said. It's this constant bashing of this certain team every week, laughing at them, talking shit about them. You know who I'm talking about or do I have to say it just straight up? Um, no, I'd rather you say it that way. Yeah. The Parramatta Eagles. You apologise to the Parramatta Eagles who comprehensively beat the Melbourne Storm, outplayed them on the weekend. Oh, yeah. um, I'm sorry to the, to the club and the fans of the Parramatta Eagles for not... Absolutely fucking nothing, huh? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> sorry. That was a massive win by, by Parramatta. What was the score? Oh, massive. Like 22 10. 22 10. It wasn't that big. 12 points, two tries. And that was without Campbell Gillard, Madison, and is there another front row I'm missing as well? That was out? Yeah. So I'm missing Campbell Gillard, uh, Ryan. I'm missing also, I think they had an injury during the game as well. Yeah. Uh, no Marnie as well, and no Siva, no who's matching for them yeah. at the back there. So that, yeah. they're getting Campbell Gillard back in Madison. So. I don't know. Are they well, a genuine premiership threat again? I don't know. They're the only team that beat the Melbourne Storm twice. They broke their streak. Uh, they didn't let them break the 19-game winning streak. Are you not impressed, Benny? Are, you, are they back or what? Oh, they're back. No, honest. Can they beat Penrith or missing those players? Uh, if they, okay, if, if they do. Then my apology might be a lot more sincere. <laughs> No, they're not out to win this week. They're just out to sort of rest their players. I think what they've sort of realised in previous seasons is that players might get a bit worn out. So I think they're just trying to do everything they can to make sure that players are ready to go. But it's a bit of a tricky one because eighth spot is between three teams and you've seen Melbourne side. So Canberra could... uh, So Cronulla could easily beat Melbourne. And then, you know, and I think... Canberra's got the Roosters and Roosters are what? It's only scenarios this weekend. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, everyone's oh, finishing. Don't, don't ask me about Parry. You've got Brad Arthur's right-hand man sitting right on the other side of this phone. Right. Do you, do you honestly think, Ben, they're back? Do you think they're, they're a chance at the Premiership again? They beat mm. Melbourne, man. Look, Parramatta's a mediocre team. Come on, man. You never know what you're going to get that week. All right, if they play like they did on the weekend in the finals, can they win the comp if they play that good every week? Yeah, they yeah. could. Because they feathered their hearts out, and that's what you need to do to win a premiership. But we've been waiting for that for how long? How many weeks have we been really? waiting for that, that kind of performance? 35 years. Since nah. round two. <laughs> yeah, cloud. <laughs> 35 years. 
<laughs> well, some fans have been waiting that long. <laughs> you, know, you know, if they win the premiership, bro, oh man, we're gonna video, we're gonna video a post grand final thing for you, bro. If they win the premiership, every journalist has to come out and apologise to Brad Arthur. Yeah, that's right. They might, bro. They might have to, bro. Look, it's one game. I know, I understand in a, in a sense, but to beat Melbourne the way they did, and bro, I've never seen Melbourne that desperate in a long time, man. They haven't been that. They have not played like that. They were a bit desperate against Cowboys, but they just their class got the got the better of the Cowboys in. But they were very desperate in that game, man. I, they were trying like uncharacteristic shit, and Parra yeah. just Parra, they just kept turning the ball over, and it was just it's crazy to watch that game. Yeah, I listened to Bellamy's press conference. He was pretty disappointed. Like I think he said he was embarrassed by the team's performance. So I actually don't think they played that bad. I think it was. Just did a good job of really putting them off their game. Just the way they got in their faces and just for the full 80 minutes running hard, tackling hard. And I thought Moses was pretty good too. He led the, led the team very well, just from a mental perspective, the way he was kind of bringing that intensity to every, every time they fought an error or, or took him into touch or something like that. So, yeah, kudos to him as well. I guess that's the, that's the challenge for Para coming into the finals. Think they're going to concede the fourth spot. If they can win somehow, get the fourth spot, that's crazy. But it, obviously, it's pretty doubtful. Yeah. But I think they're just banking on that high, that big win, and getting through the finals through that. If they can produce similar performances, they're going to be a threat again. But that's the problem. They've always had that issue. They just don't put in these performances week in, week out. Oh, of course. It's a, it's a high chance they'll have another off game in like week two of the finals and just get knocked out like the other years. But... Well, they're getting the rest this week, so hopefully they're getting, uh, they'll feel refreshed by the, f- the first week that comes around of the finals. 100%. Any last thoughts there, Ben? No, nah, I'm good. You don't think they're going to win the premiership? Who? Para? No yeah, way. Para. <laughs> anyway, boys, take a break quick. We'll be back. We'll be back. The following announcement has been paid for by Body Envy Massage. So we uh, do massages all over Sydney. We're mobile. We come straight directly to you. We take bookings over DMs and um, text message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got a website, bodyenvymassage.com.au. On Insta, it's bodyenvymassage. Facebook, it's bodyenvymassage17. We're mobile all over Sydney, so we travel to the north, to the east. Sydney's number one. Sydney's number Sydney's one. Sydney's number one. You can't get better than this guy. All right, we're back. It's round 25, boys. Last round of the regular season. Can't believe we're already here. It's been bloody quick. Some of our teams didn't even make it. None of our teams made it, but, I mean, we knew that from round one, mate. Well, did you think the Bulldogs are going to make it or something? I was hoping so. <laughs> yeah, good one, mate. Let's start off, boys, Thursday night. Uh, big game for Canberra. It's Canberra versus Roosters. Actually, big game for both teams. Raiders trying to get that eighth spot. Roosters trying to get a top four spot. Obviously, the big out for the Roosters, Manu. They welcome back Josh Morris. He's been out for a bit. Josh Morris announced his retirement. Uh, congratulations to him on a massive career. Obviously, I reckon he'll go earn the big money in England. I think he's retiring, Benny. He's done. <laughs> Can I ask a question? When a, when a player retires, do they just retire and then sign to England? Is that what yeah. happens? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Josh Morris. Uh, what a career. Obviously, most of it the dogs. What a player at his peak. One of the best centers of all time. I think you remember that chase down he did with one leg on, was it Greg Inglis in Origin? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. My best moments. Fond memories, Ben? Yeah. 
That's great. I liked him in State of Origin. You didn't like him for the dogs? I liked him for that too. First memory of him is there when him uh, Bulldogs played State of Origin. Uh, Bull- uh, Bulldogs played St. George Illawarra and him and his brother like fake oh, punched four. on. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. For the Raiders, Bailey Simonson's out. Janamis Louis out. Are they out or being rested? Nah, oh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I don't know why nah, the they Raiders be rested. I don't think Canberra nah. rested them. Um, no, why isn't the Roosters resting players? They're trying to get a top four spot. And it's possible, right, for, for the Roosters? Oh, well, they have men, men uh, have to lose. So, mm-hmm. and they've got Cowboys, so... No, I think... I think Trent Robinson's um, been a bit smart. Like, what he's doing is probably a smart move. Like, a lot of these players haven't played in a long time. Um, he wants to sort of bring back a bit of gel before the, the finals come around. So, what he's doing is probably the right, the right thing. Whereas, teams like Melbourne or, you know, Parramatta have probably just been fortunate enough to have most of their players. Probably thought they'd probably be best to rest them. Oh, on top of those ins for well, on top of those ins well, for Roosters, they got they got Croydon and Maria Hargraves coming back in. That's gonna add massive punch to their four pack. And Radley well, coming back next week. The sanctums of the Roosters. Why have has Trent Robinson rested um uh, Sam Walker or put him on the bench? I, I, I think just I don't I don't think he's gonna rest him. Him I think he's gonna play mm-hmm. him, but maybe just uh, right before the finals, give him a bit of a less game time. Yeah, and also this time of year, a lot of players play with injuries, so who knows? He could be playing with one at the moment. Probably playing with a few. Um, but who wins this, boys? Roosters or Raiders? I'll go. Uh, I'll go Roosters. I'm gonna go Roosters as well. they like they've got a shitload of players out, but their team's still very, very good. Despite all that, it's crazy. Hey, um, Jacob, here you go. Mm, I was going to go Canberra, but I think I'm more towards the Roosters in this game in a very close one. That's four people for the Roosters. No questions asked there. Um, next game, Friday, we're talking about it. Shark Storm. Uh, Storm resting a fair few players. Munster, Welch, Kafusi, Bromwich, Adokar, the other Bromwich, Remus, Eisenhuth, and the Sharks also fighting for a top eight spot. It's still a pretty strong side for the Melbourne Storm. Still got Papineers and still got Jerome Hughes, Nico Hines, Brandon Smith. Um, Olam. It's going to be tough for the Sharks to win this one. I think Storm, after, especially after losing last week, they should hit back. Yeah, they, they've, got a, they've got a good side this week, but they also have a lot of sort of leaders out of the team. But I think Sharks have a bit more to play for. Um, I don't think Melbourne are too concerned about the minor premiership because... You know, first and second probably don't mean too much at the moment. And who knows, they probably don't want to verse Manly in week one. So I don't think anyone wants to verse Manly week one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne. I can't, I can't imagine them losing two games in a row right before the finals, despite all their players out. I think they'll, they'll get Sharks in a close one. I reckon I'm going to go Melbourne 13+. plus. Sweet. Uh, later that night, probably the... Or it would have been the match of the round, and then you see who Parramatta is letting go of. Uh, it's Parramatta versus Penrith. Parramatta resting some key players. Gufferson, Paulo, Nukore, Moses, Wacom Blake. They're also yeah. resting Papali'i and both Browns as well. Oh, that's right. Papali'i, Nathan Brown, Dylan Brown. But Penrith full strength pretty much. So I think it's going to be too tough for Parra. Penrith easy. Comfortably, yeah. 50 yeah. plus? 30 plus. Yeah, something like that. 
Saturday, three o'clock, Broncos versus Knights. I'm going to go to Newcastle. They've, they've got like right. a lot to lose here. Well, oh, they're in the, aren't they in the eight? Aren't they guaranteed they're, in the eight? They're coming seventh, but if they lose, they fall out. No, they no, no, they're confirmed seventh and they can't go six or eight. Yeah. They yeah. can't go up or down. No. Who's, yeah. They're seventh, mate. They're seventh, guaranteed. Oh, sweet. Then Brisbane will win. Yeah, I think Brisbane will win. No, yeah. I'm still going to tip the top. <laughs> You're a mess. I'm going to go Brisbane because um, it's Milford's last game for Broncos and he's been killing her lately. So they're going to send him off a winner. Bit sad. A bit sad he's playing into form now. It's like, fuck, man. Where, I know. Where, where was this? Where, where's he going? Yeah. Rabbit Owens. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go Knights. I'm going to go oh, Knights yeah. too. Who, um, can we, um, talk, I'm not going to ask you anymore. Okay. <laughs> What are you saying? Can we, can we, since we're at this game, can we also mention Broncos had uh, trouble reaching one of their players last week to yeah. get their uh, to get his contract oh, yeah, finalized. Yeah. Um, what do you think he, this player is worth? His his name's Payne Haas. Yeah, I was wondering what his name was. Yeah, Payne Haas. Um, yeah, I think he's worth more than a million a year. I think he's unbe- like, and I was talking to Tony off camera, bro. Flegler apparently is getting six hundred k. I mean, that's rubbish. If that's true, yeah. So Hart is easily, easily a million dollar a year player. If he's making over two hundred meters every game for a team that's coming second last, imagine what he's going to do when they're actually consistently on the front foot. Can I ask a yeah. question? If if Brisbane don't give him what he wants and he leaves, ultimately, how big of a hole is that for Brisbane? Not massive hole. Because then that, they're going to have to bring up another junior who's going to go through that same phase. It's going to be a while before they have the ability to lead the pack around like he does. And this guy's making line breaks as well. Like, not many front rows can make clean line breaks like this guy does every every week or every second week. So it'll set him back a few years, pretty much. That's how big this is for Brisbane. Yeah. And I'm sure Reynolds would have... That would have been a big factor for him playing behind, behind him. him. Yeah. North yeah. Queensland, Manly... <laughs> Ah, uh, Manly. I can't be bothered for this one. Manly. Easy. Manly. Manly, 13 months. Manly. Can Manly beat Melbourne or Penrith in the first week? A genuine chance? Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah. Because they're a team that can make other teams very uncomfortable very quickly. So, I feel like they've got enough players, enough speed in that side. Their forwards go forward, which helps them so much. Who knows what they would have been with with an out and out number nine? So Lock and Croker's done a great job, but had they had the, a number nine for the whole year, they could have been so much better, I reckon. But definitely they can beat. If you could call uh, a slip, if you call a slip up, they did struggle against the dogs for a half and a bit. Mm. A few calls went against the dogs' way as well. A bit unlucky there. If you can match them physically and and not let them get you to that stage, they can be beaten. I think I think they're going to be able to play for the full 80 minutes. They've had too many games this year where they have pockets of scoring three tries within 15 minutes and they'll zone out for a bit, concede another two tries, and then, yeah, you can't do that against Melbourne and Penrith. Rabbitohs, Dragons. But Rabbitohs like, resting as well? Also the rest of the players. So yeah. I reckon go to the Dragons. You reckon? No, Reynolds, no, no call. Yeah, my, my, my apologies. Let him see the team list. You're right. Actually, you know what? Maybe Dragons. Dragons, 100%. It's two young teams versing each other. So, you look at the St. George spine, obviously, 
bar Corey Norman. It's <laughs> very unkind. Where the fuck is Ben Hunt? He's been fucking injured, Ben. What's wrong with you? You're right. You're right. I actually like the young guys in the Dragons. They're, they're showing a lot of potential for the future. People questioning Griffin on his, <clears throat> I guess, roster changes for next year, but he's got a really good young crop coming through. Why wouldn't he want to use them? Well, what's, the, what's going on with Dusty? He doesn't seem to be able to get a game in. That's pretty... He must be like running a muck behind the scenes or something. Because he's, uh, well, he, he's not going to be there next year, so they might as well just put Tyrell Sloan, who's good, who is. Yeah, but... I don't think even next week he's going to be hard done by the first grade. Yeah, I think Dufty already moved to Belmore, to be honest. He's always training with <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'll go Dragons anyway. Um, moving on, yeah, Sunday. Titans, Warriors. Titans. That's a tall clocker. <clears throat> that's right. Titans fighting again for that eighth spot. They're a chance if Canberra and, um, and Cronulla slip up. They probably should have won last week against um, the Knights. They stuffed that up. Um, that was pretty disappointing. My boy, Kane Evans, is back from suspension. Yep. Uh, who wins this one? Titans or Warriors? I got Titans. Yeah, Titans. Too much to play for. Yeah, yeah. Titans too. By, by Titans. And this could be Anthony Don's last game. I know he's in the reserves, but he might get the call up. Hopefully. He's been a great servant for the Titans. Um, <clears throat> a local legend. Uh, deserves a statue outside Sea by Super Stadium. <laughs> why? What, what are you going for? Did he win a comp for him? Is that what you need to do to be a club legend? Win a comp? Oh, Very underrated player. Did you see Josh Reynolds' um, statue outside Belmore? Sorry, the Bulldogs are a different club than the Titans. The Titans are a young club. Uh, fair enough. Let him put the statue outside. <sighs> anyway, Benny probably... Respect. Yeah, no respect from Benny. Anyway, last game of the Let's season. The last game of the round. Yeah, the best game, probably match of the round for me. Bulldogs versus Tigers. <laughs> Shittest teams in the NRL, to be honest. Bulldogs are letting go about twelve players. Some of them playing their last game this weekend. Uh, good yes. luck. Good luck to their futures. Are you happy, Ben? Yeah, I am actually, and that means we this can could. bring some young talent up. This could be Brooks's last game too if they don't choose to. Well, what's, what's, going, what's, what's going on with this situation? I think it's about time they start to make a change. He's been there for 10 years or so. He hasn't been able to make the finals. Do, so. do, you, think, do you think if he moved to a club, say, like the Canberra Raiders, Ricky would be able to get more out of him? 100%. I don't know. Because um, he would expect more, being a former half. But they like, are lucky. I will, I will, I always compare him to Moses. I felt like they were very similar. Moses was able to actually kind of elevate his career. Brooks has kind of remained steady. But yeah, I guess potentially he can because a lot of players have gone Tigers and their careers have gone downhill. So he might need that change. We've never really seen him behind a very steady pack. So it's probably what he needs. And if he was to go to Canberra, who are in need of a halfback, that might be a benefit for him in his career. It seems like the perfect fit. So yeah. let's see what happens there. Uh, who wins this one? I'll just go Bulldogs for a laugh. Yeah, let's go Bulldogs too. Yeah, I think so. I reckon Bulldogs by 24. Look, I'm going to go Tigers only because I've got that doco documentary. They don't want to end it on a on an embarrassing note. That was the last episode. Was that the last episode? Yeah. Wow, that's just a, 
Yeah, that's shit, man. As if they wouldn't keep going to the end. That's dumb. Mm. Anyway. Oh, that was crazy. Anyway, that's the games, boys. That's the regular season done and dusted. Can't wait for finals next week. Um, Ben, it's time for who we play for, mate. Are you ready? I'm ready, mate. How much did you get last week? Four out of five or three out of three out of five? Three out of five. All right. Let's see if we can do better. So we got a pass. We just need to get the five out of five. All right. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the goal, man. You ready to go? Once we get five out of five, we'll stop playing this game. That's it. We'll stop. Ready, Ben? Yeah. Let's go. First person, Matthew Tomoko. Who will he play for? Is he still currently playing? Yes. I'm not um, meant to South ask these questions. Who? South Sydney Rabbitohs? It was Raiders. Raiders. Oh, um, this one, if you don't get this one, I've got serious doubts over you. Um, Sam Verrills, who he play for? The Sydney Roosters. He's their number nine. Right. Thanks. Well done. Ding, ding, ding. One from two. Third player, Riley Jacks. He currently plays for the Melbourne Storm off the bench. This guy's a killer. He's right also here. going to play at the Gold Coast. Once upon a time, and he's come back. Want to keep going? I'm happy to wait. No, no. Beautiful. Three, two out of three. Here's, here's one. Kyle Rodwell. Who we play for? Kyle Rodwell. Newcastle Knights. Who? Newcastle Knights. No. <clears throat> Eels. Unlucky. Close. Last one. This one to pass, yeah, Ben? For the second week in a row. Back to back. Yeah. Tane Milne. Who he play for? This one's easy. He plays for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Ding, ding, ding. Three from three, five, uh, three from five, four, uh, two weeks in a row. You wish it was three from three. Three from five. Well done, Ben. He's getting too easy, man. I'm going to do Super League players next week. Dude, I'm not getting any of them. <laughs> Better learn on St. Helens and Huddersfield, mate. <sighs> oh, they've got NRL players. Former NRL players. Well, I mean, who does James Maloney play for? Um, Toulon. <laughs> <laughs> does he play for? We play with Sonny Bill. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it. Thanks, Ben. You're a cracker. Sorry. I'm glad, I'm glad I get to entertain the, the, the fans every week. Any rumours, Ben? Any rumours? Yeah, there is one. Yeah, quick. One of, the, one of the cast members on this show needs to learn how to teach his mates how to speak proper Arabic, whether they're Aussie or not. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, thanks, thanks, Jacob. Yeah, sorry yeah. we kept you up, Jacob. No, nah, mate, it's always a pleasure to be on on the podcast with you boys and came for the finals. Can't wait. Thanks, Ben. Finals next week. Make sure you're free, Ben, yeah? Don't tell me you're free again, yeah? Yellow, <laughs> Take care, boys. Thanks. Enjoy the footy.